Alrighty, well, hello guys. Welcome back. I know it has been quite a while. This is Feminist Fangirl with Emma. That's me, your host, Emma. And on this podcast, we talk about feminism and quite a few related topics. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while, hey? Welcome back if you're back again. So glad that you're back. Glad you uh, stuck out these past few months where I've been absent and are listening again. So thank you. And if you're new, welcome back. I took quite a long break there by accident. Not on purpose. I'll kind of get into that in a little bit. But yeah, so how's everybody been? I hope you've been good. The weather has been a lot nicer, which is amazing because... I feel so much better with nicer weather. I was going to say nicer. (laughs) That's not a real word. I always feel better with nicer weather comparatively to, you know, like cold and darkness and snow. So, yeah. I like it when the days are longer, you know, when there's sun out for longer. And then I like being outside, actually. I convinced myself that I was not outdoorsy for the longest time. But then I decided that fresh air actually does feel quite good. And it's good for the body, good for the soul. You know, it makes me feel good. So I was like, why the heck would I not? But yeah, I like being outdoors. So I've been feeling a lot better since, you know, it's been nicer weather. I'm hoping it'll stay, you know, it is not even quite middle of February. We are in southern Alberta, Canada, all up in here, so it it usually snows sometime in March, so it's probably not going to last, but I'm going to milk it as much as possible. But yeah, so I've been gone for a while. I'm going to kind of briefly talk about it. I actually already have filmed an episode (laughs) of this podcast, but I got a little too deep and I decided that that's some things that I didn't want to share on the internet. Um, Maybe one day I'll release it secretly or like, you know, someplace one day. It's just tucked in my, you know, files there. My little, my little therapy session, I guess I'll call it, where I just like spill my guts and all the tea. So just let, just, you know, I have, I have put in an effort to film one. That was actually a week ago, but I decided that I wasn't comfortable sharing it. So now I'm trying again, but here we are. We're back. So why have I been gone? Well, I am a first year student in university. And so around the time that I started was a stopped, sorry, whoa, words around the time that I stopped was around the time that finals started and it was my first final season, finals season. And so I wasn't quite, you know, it was like unexpected. I didn't know quite what to expect. So ended up being like really stressful for me. I really struggled keeping up with everything and trying to complete everything. And it was just really, really hard to even think about the podcast on top of that, unfortunately. But I am excited for the next, well, not excited, but I'm going to be more prepared for the next finals because I know what to expect. And I'm trying to be more organized this semester with my schooling. So that's always good. You know, you live and you learn. We stand that. And then um, on top of that, you know, as I said, I do a lot better in, you know, nicer weather. Thank goodness it's been doing nicer. But, it, you know, like the short days aren't good for me. I thrive in vitamin D. The sun is like my best friend. So the short days never affect me well. Being inside never affects me well. The snow never really affects me well. So... You know, I went through a little bit of seasonal depression. On top of that, I do have pretty bad depression already. And so, like, that always is kind of, like, a bad time for me, you know, around November to, like, 
middle of January is always kind of like harder for me than in nicer weather, like in spring and summer. And then obviously like I was feeling a lot better and I've actually been wanting to get back into this podcast for quite a while longer than when I, you know, started filming. But I was like quite embarrassed to kind of touch that side of my social media because it had been so long. But I decided that, you know, it's something that I really wanted to continue. Um, Something for, you know, like both for you guys and myself. This is something that I enjoy and I enjoy doing and I feel good doing like I feel really good filming this. And And of course, I love all of you guys who are listening. You guys are my supporters, and I appreciate that. So shout out to y'all. Some of my, you know, biggest supporters are my closest friends and family. So shout out to y'all. Thank you guys for listening and supporting me. And if you're not one of my closest friends and family, then thank you for supporting me. That's awesome. (laughs) And yeah, so I'm back, 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 back again. So I don't really have a plan for this episode. I figured I'd keep it pretty casual considering how long it's been. Obviously, you know, it's a feminist podcast. No. It's a feminist podcast. So we're going to talk about something of feminism. But yeah, like I have no plans. Like I have little bullet points, but like nothing really like too, too exciting. Nothing too intense. Just, you know, intro, exit, all that jazz, all the basics that you need for a skeleton structure of like you know, a plot, as deep as a plot can get for a podcast. So, like, yeah. Ooh, one thing I decided that I'm going to change is actually the length of the podcast. So, previously, I was aiming for, like, 45 minutes, but now I'm going to try to aim for a half an hour. I'm going to, like, film for, like, 35 minutes, probably estimate about five minutes of cutting, because I'm actually a pretty good talker. It's mostly just, like, these ums that I have to, like, delete. Which I've been trying to do, like, better on. And, like, not um as much. Which I think I'm doing a lot better. But I just, like, f- totally freaked out this week and started saying it. Like, I swear, last week's podcast where I got too deep to share. I did not say um once. I swear. And now I just said it, like, five times. And I'm already regretting it. Because I'm going to have to go back and, like, cut them all out. But we're going to improve. It's going to be great. Yes, But, yeah, so, (laughs) in conclusion, I am going to try to aim these podcasts to be around, like, 30 minutes. I feel like that's a good time. Um, See, I just ummed again. That was sad. So sad. I'm so sad. But I, I feel like I talked about this probably, like quite a few months ago in the last episode or maybe the episode before about how much I, um, and it's like been a while, so it kind of makes sense that I would be umming a bit, but I'm probably going to also post every second week because I feel like that is better for my psyche and I'll be able to actually deliver that to you guys and I would rather be able to deliver more consistently rather than like try to overachieve and do it weekly so we're gonna go back to every two weeks kind of see how that goes I kind of want to make a second podcast I know I'm probably tidbitting this a little bit early but I don't know I really want to just talk about comic books because I am a big nerd and I'm really into comic books and all the theories and Jason Todd specifically like bruh Jason Todd is such a good character now I know some of you are probably like groaning if you like are into the robins or anything like obviously fundamentally i know dick grayson is the best robin yes but i really like jason todd's character i think he's really deep and i like i like flawed characters and i like characters who are quite dynamic which is what like i think he is so yeah love me that so yeah 
that's kind of my plan coming back, you know, ready to tackle it, ready to do a bi-weekly feminist podcast. And it'll probably be out on Fridays because I like the idea of Feminist Fridays. I am obsessed with like, oh, what's it called? Shoot. I'm going to try to fill up space while I figure out what it's called. No, it's not. No. Automatopoeia's sound words. What is this? Well, it's like whatever the repetition is of like the first letter in a sentence. I really like that. So like Feminist Fridays sounds awesome. Superhero Saturdays would be lit, you know. First person shooter Fridays. I don't, I thought about that one time. Yeah. I mean, like, feminist fangirl. Boom, right there. As you can tell, I like it. I like um, repetition and yeah, it sounds nice to me. It sounds very smooth. Some things, oh my gosh, you know what we could talk about and I could talk about for ages is the movie Encanto. This is a movie that I can like contently say that I've definitely seen way way too many times considering that it hasn't even been out I don't know when it when did it come out I don't even think it's been oh oh my gosh I have the hiccups this is so bad but I don't think it's even been out for like six months maybe six months uh these hiccups but yeah it's an amazing movie I think I have seen it in total about six times I think I was really good at keeping mm, six or seven. I can't remember. One of the two. I was really good at keeping track at first, but and then eventually you see something so much. Like I was keeping track of how many times I saw Civil War, and I think I got up to six. Oh my gosh! I think I've seen Captain America, Winter Soldier about like twenty-seven times. It is ridiculous. But Encanto is a really good movie, and I think it is something that we can act actually relate to feminism because for once we are seeing a cast that is actually mostly female plus the protagonist is a female whose body is actually like you know not unreasonable like the bodies that we see in Encanto they show a wide variety of bodies which is beautiful to see like oftentimes we see females kind of put into either stereotypes of their bodies or like they fit the like um, beauty, oh my gosh, these hiccups are nuts, or they fit, like, the, you know, typical beauty standards, so it's awesome to see a female protagonist and a female protagonist who has, like, a more typical body that we see, you know, every day rather than these idolistic beauty standards. Well, now that I talked about it, I might as well, uh, continue talking about the body types, because I can, like, go through everybody and, like, talk about, like, how they differ, so... Oftentimes we see in medias, especially video games, I'm throwing this out there because I heard a lot of video game nerd boys tell me that there's quite a bit of variety in body shapes these days in video games and females, and I was like, well, actually, even though they're bigger, they actually still have ridiculously huge mother tucking dicks, usually all of them, or they're all like conventionally that, like, stereotype of a bigger person, you know what I mean? Like, either it's, they're all perfect, and then there's that one girl who's big, and of course she's super, super big, because that's just what she's associated with, or, like, let's throw in Fire Emblem for an example, like, let's go through some video games here. Fire Emblem is a game that I adore, and they have so many different type of male bodies, like, small males, tall and lanky, big and buff, small and buff, and then the females, while there's a variety of, like, height and 
boob size. They're all like small and if they're a little bit bigger then they have ridiculously big like it's just that's just like kind of how it is. Like all of them had pretty big boobs except for one but her whole thing was that she was small so that was like what she was associated with. So like that's my input. Even like throwing out there like Overwatch. I mean Overwatch does like a decent job I would say of like showcasing different body types for sure. Well actually let me take that back. Overwatch is a game that's, I think, a little bit better in that department. They actually do have a really good variety of body types. Obviously, the girls still have big boobs, though. That's just kind of, like, a thing, I think. But, yeah, they actually, Overwatch does a pretty good job. I guess, like, its counterpart, which is a game that's, like, similar to Overwatch, but not as popular. I play this one a lot more than Overwatch. It's called Paladins, but, like, Paladins is terrible for having... A different variety of female body parts because like they all have like the wide hips and the big and like the one girl who's even supposed to be like a little beefy I mean she still has like an hourglass shaped body which is like so unachievable for real life norms but yeah so I love Encanto for that exact shout out to Overwatch and Encanto we stan but yeah, so that's like one of the reasons why I also, I love Encanto so much and something that we can relate to feminism is the different body types. So we see Louisa. She has obviously, oh, she divides, like defies stere like gender stereotypes like a queen, like a boss. But like Louisa, we see her having like, she's tall and she's definitely like structurally more buff. She has big bones, big shoulders. So like she differs a lot from her sisters, Isabella and Mirabelle in a way that like Isabella has like kind of a little bit more of an idealistic body you know she's like average height you know like slim curvaceous for a woman and then there's Mirabelle who's you know a little bit shorter than Isabella and she's like a little bit bigger not like not too too much but you know like sh they show that like kind of like variety between the three different sisters and then we go over to our the cousins and then there's cousins Dolores who is tall and lanky and that kind of like differs from Isabella because Isabella is a little bit more like curvaceous and then oh and then we can get into the adults I mean we have Abuela Abuela just is like the perfect grandma and she's got, like, the perfect grandma body. Like, we stand that. And then, <laughs> whoa, I just went off. I don't know if I took a single breath there. Let me just. All right. So, and then we can talk about Peppa, who is Mirabelle's auntie. And she's, like, tiny and, like, short and tiny rather than, like, Dolores, who's, like, tall and lanky. And then, ugh. And then we get to Julieta, Mirabelle's mom. And then she's also perfect because she has, like, the perfect mom body. We love her. She's And all of them are absolutely gorgeous. All, every, all the characters in Encanto are gorgeous. Yeah. So that's, like, how the female bodies differ. And then what's actually really cool about Encanto is we actually get to see different types of male bodies. And I think that's really cool. So we have... Camilo, who is Dolores's brother, Mirabelle's cousin, like, he's just, like, your average teenager boy build, I guess. Like, he's, like, you know, like, average height lanky. Then we see Felix, and then he is married to Peppa and Camilo's dad. Oh, I love all the names. 
wow. It took, like, there is actually so many. It took a while to learn, but once you get, like, the first song down, it's actually, I guess it's, like, pretty easy to remember who's who if you got, like, the first song down because it basically goes through which character is who and how they're related to the family. But, yeah, there's a lot of characters in a short amount of time. But I think they do a good job introducing them all and making sure that they all seem quite different, especially visually. I think that helps that. But, yeah, so we see Felix. He's short and he's, you know, like, buff and that like obviously differs from camilo and then oh and then we have julia oh i forget his name <gasps> okay who's ever maribel's dad and who's ever married to julieta mm, wait i feel like they say his name in the song well if i could sit here and sing it i would but i feel like that would take up way too much time so i'm not gonna do that because i can't just like i have to i'd have to like probably start like near the start or no, I don't, I don't have the time, but, like, he's got your average, like, average build, and he's, like, average height, so we even see, like, the male bodies differing, which is, like, super cool to see, and one of, the, you know, does, like, a good job at, like, you know, like, breaking beauty standards and show that you can be beautiful with, like, any body type, and it's awesome. So, what are some other ways that we can, in, like, view... Encanto. Oh, oh my gosh, I forgot my... I forget what it's called. <gasps> like a pop thing? The thing that collects your spit. Anyways, I broke it, so um, now I just hold it up. But honestly, holding it up kind of works better than me trying to like... Because it's really cheap, I'm not going to lie. I'll buy some better equipment once I'm not broke. But it honestly works better than me trying to, like, balance it and, like, hold my face all, like, weird. Because now I can just, like, hold it wherever I want and wherever my mouth is. And it totally works. So, moving on. Yeah, so what are some other ways that we can view Kanto through a feminist lens? So, obviously, there's a female protagonist, which we love to see. And, obviously, like, Disney puts out a lot of movies with female protagonists. And they've been doing that since forever because of the various princesses. But oftentimes we don't get to see princesses necessarily being the protagonists in the heroic way because in old, you know, princess movies they were oftentimes being saved and we kind of see this new wave of heroic female protagonists. You know, there's Anna, you know, saving her sister, and then we got Moana saving her island, and then now we have Mirabelle saving the encanto or like the village or like the house i really everything all of it the candle i guess you could say oh my gosh maybe i should put in encanto spoiler warnings i really should have put that in the beginning i don't know because i might accidentally blab guys this is this is where i'm throwing it in i might accidentally blab so there might be encanto spoiler warnings anyways so that's her like heroic journey and we love to see that because oftentimes in action or adventure movies we don't get to or like adventurous plots I don't know what you would necessarily call in Kanto but you know like you know she goes through like a journey and she goes through trying to like solve a problem and you know we see like tense scenes so I would you know there's a bit of action related to that but oftentimes you know it's a male protagonist so it's awesome to see a female protagonist, and plus, there's, like, no romance in it, which is, like, awesome, because oftentimes, you know, females 
are associated with romance, so female protagonists oftentimes, like, go through some romantic things, which is awesome to see Elsa in Frozen not do that. We love that. We stand that. So that's, like, awesome to see Mirabelle being this, like, strong female protagonist wanting to, like, you know, be assertive and assert her, you know, like, what she can do and assert, like, herself almost and to say like I'm here guys and I'm gonna do this I don't know (laughs) but yeah so that's all that's like great to see one of my well she is I don't know why I can't really say why I just I think I love her aesthetic I love her colors her song is my favorite her moment is my favorite but my favorite character is Isabella and I absolutely love the song what else can I do? And I absolutely love the moment be- moments between her and Mirabelle in that moment. I think it's very sisterly, and I think it's very, like, finding your independence and showing that you don't have to be perfect to be happy. And honestly, out of all the songs on that soundtrack and out of, like, all the moments, like, I didn't cry the first time I watched it and I didn't cry the second time I watched it but I did cry the third time I watched it because it's like every time it's like one of those movies that every time you watch it it almost gets better and I just love that and this scene is what got me and it's because I almost said Mirabelle I am so sorry I just like tomahawked tomahawked I just like dinosaur squawked into the mic like a mofo but like it's one of my favorite moments because Isabella finally learns that she doesn't have to be perfect to be happy and and she can just be herself and herself isn't something that's necessarily perfect but it's something that is still awesome and it's something that's still great and it's something that everyone else like you know that people can still love and oh I'm tearing up just thinking about it it's a beautiful moment and I think that song is a really good representation of you know being able to show yourself out after hiding yourself for so many years behind, you know, like your perfection and behind these expectations that you're trying to meet. So I think that's an amazing moment. And it's so, it's so catchy. I love that song. It gets stuck in my head. And like when I sing it in the car, I literally think I'm like basically her. And I think I sound like her, but I do not. It is not even comparable. She sounds so good in that song. It's amazing. So, a character that breaks gender boundaries very well is obviously Louisa, and we can definitely see that, like, physically, and we can see that with the way that oftentimes female characters aren't painted as being, you know, super strong or being strong or being of strength, so it's really cool to see, you know, like, a female character carrying the the strong ability and seeing her actually like physically buff and seeing her still you know want to be feminine and want to touch into her femininity side and it's really cool to see that you know you can be both at the same time and I think that's exactly what uh, relates to feminism and that you can be both feminine and masculine and it doesn't matter because at the end of the day you're still the gender that you relate to and things that are feminine or masculine are almost like you know like they're society related like we we label them as that for like no reason so at the end of the day you can like what you like and it doesn't matter or at the end of the day you can be who you are and it doesn't matter if you want to be 
buff, you can still be a female. That doesn't take away your femininity by any means. You can still like to paint your nails and be buff, or you can be into cars while being into, like, I don't know, high fashion, and you're still whatever you're identified as, and you're still who you are. Period. Oh my gosh, the way I sound like such a Gen Z using period, and like, mmm, I don't know, it makes me laugh so much. I'm like 19 too. That's crazy. When I started this podcast, I was 18. And I was like, wow, I am so young. Woo, party. And now I'm like 19 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so old and I'm going to die of heart disease. I got to start working out. Like, I don't know what changed in me, but I felt like such an adult when I turned 19. Like, life crisis mode. Let me tell you that. I don't know, like, apparently being a year older just changes things apparently anyways also okay I have to say like also one of my favorite moments in (laughs) in Kanto is after the dinner scene when everything's like you know like going crazy and everybody's powers are like going out of whack because you know they're not like believing in the Encanto and Isabella she like shoots off this like flower and it like smacks her fiance in the face and like People, like, say that it reflects how she was, like, truly feeling on the inside, and I, like, really believe that, because, like, she didn't actually truly like him, so I think that's hilarious that, like, internally, like, her flower was showing, like, like, her, I don't know, but she didn't like him. I just love that. But yeah, Encanto was a great movie. I think if you haven't seen it, I would definitely highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, and I just spoiled that dinner scene, I am so sorry. Uh, I don't think it was, like... That spoiled, though. I think you'll be fine. It's a great movie. The soundtrack is written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did Hamilton and also did Moana. And they actually... What's amazing about this movie is they really submerse and show off the Colombian culture, which is where the setting takes place, is in Colombia. (laughs) Which I have to apologize to my cousin, because I think she'll listen to this. I think you tried, you told me that it was in Colombia, and I was totally like, yeah, it could be in Colombia, but it's, like, somewhere in, like, South America, so I, it's definitely in Colombia, I should not have just passed you off like that, it is definitely in Colombia, and it exudes Colombia culture and Colombia customs, the songs are immersed in, like, Colombian sounds, which is something that, like, Lynn was going for, I saw that in an interview, so everything that's on the internet is definitely true. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's why I think the songs are so awesome. They're very good in Spanish, too. There's, like, a Spanish version of some of them that they just, like, they just bop in Spanish. And I was, like, kind of surprised because, oh, I'm going to butcher... I'm gonna butcher the name of it because I I can sing it while it's playing, but I can't actually say it. Nose... Go to no. Anyways, there's a song that plays over like a flash scene. It's like dos or o r i t, or I'm gonna spell it wrong too. Anyways, it's like origa or I don't even I can't even. Anyways, if you know what I'm talking about, they play like the English version in like the movie, like in the movie theater, and like like during the movie. But, like, the Spanish version is such a bop. 
Like, it's so good. Like, there's just something about it that almost sounds, like, a little more natural in Spanish. So if you haven't seen the heard the Spanish version of it, I would go onto, like, YouTube, I would go onto your Spotify, I would go onto your Apple Music, and I would listen to it, like, right now. Definitely. I would recommend that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's an awesome... Oh, the colors in the movie, too. Like, there's so much meaning behind the colors. And I'm sure, like, people have heard... Like, you guys have probably heard this before. This is something that's, like, said a lot about it. But it's definitely, like... An adult movie that's, like, hidden for kids oftentimes, or, like, there's, like, things for kids. Oftentimes people will say Disney movies are, like, kids' movies, but have things for adults. It's kind of, like, it's kind of, like, the opposite. Like, there's so much meaning behind the movie. It There's a lot of, like, you know, breaks gender barriers. There's a lot of, like, talk about, like, self-reflection and self-worth. And it's just an awesome movie, and there's so much Colombian culture in it. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it now. And that'll kind of wrap, wrap up the podcast. Wrap, wrap, wrap. Break it down. Beatboxing up in here. No. Um, that'll wrap up the podcast today. So, you know what that means. I am going to break out the Capiano. Now, <clears throat> I have been informed by some of my viewers, aka some of my friends, aka shout out to you guys, that you that they didn't know what the cat piano was. And I guess there's probably people out there who don't know what the cat piano is. So it's actually a toy, probably for children, toddlers. And it's literally like a keyboard, but it's like mini and it's in the shape of like this cartoon cat head and it's like orange. If you <laughs> and then it has like, you know, like little keys and it doesn't have like the full like scale. But I don't know why, but in grade 9, I just felt the need that I had to have it just, you know, to play the intro to Welcome to the Black Parade. So yeah, now I have it, and now it's become a thing that I do on my podcast, which I have a podcast that I do in my house, and I'm filming right now, which is kind of hilarious. Wow, what is my life? Here I go. Okay. <clears throat> you know what I could do? I could just, like, do a rendition. Oh my gosh, no. I need the meows for this. Okay, I wonder if I can turn it on. Yeah. Get that meow. Okay. I wonder if I can just, like, do a rendition of, like, an Encanto song. I Like, I don't know how to play piano for S-H-I-T or for, like, any, anything, but. Like, I'm sure I can, like, kind of create a beat. It'll be good. I'll do. I just made something unexpected. Something sharp. Something new. It's not yeah. symmetrical or perfect, but it's beautiful yeah. and it's mine. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. else can yeah. I do? Yeah. Thank you. Alright, so that'll officially wrap up this episode. I can't remember if it's I think it's five. Episode five. Maybe six. I don't actually no I forgot to look that's my bad but thank you guys for listening I hope you enjoyed and stay tuned because in two weeks I will come out with the next episode and I hope that you have a great day and I hope that you have a wonderful time in your time
Adios! Wait, no, that seems like a really weird way to end this. Okay, wait. Ooh, also, I don't know if you noticed. Like, this is gonna be weird because I haven't actually added them yet. Okay, wow. I was totally prepared to end this, but now this is gonna keep going for a little bit. But I'm gonna add, like, an intro and an outro little tune. So that is new, and I hope you guys enjoy that. Anyways, I hope you have a great day. That is a way better way to end the podcast. And I will see you next time. Bye.